The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by Sim Trainer. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to this Saturday afternoon broadcast of Shooting from the Hip. I'm Jeff Pedro, and I'm from Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor range and firearms training center. You can visit us on the web at sim-trainer.com. You can stop down and see us at the, at the range located at 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine, or you can call us on the phone at 937-293-3914, and we'd be more than glad to talk with you about anything related to guns, whether it's picking a gun, taking training, whatever the case might be. Um, if you want to get in on today's show, please call us here at the studio at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. Today's show is going to be devoted to kind of information dissemination. We only have a couple weeks before uh, we break for uh, UD football. But uh, we've got a very um, uh, exciting guest uh, ready to uh, give us a bunch of information. Um, I've uh, lined up Sean Maloney from uh, the Buckeye Firearms Association uh, to talk to us about a lot of different things. Sean is on the board of directors with the NRA. He's also co-founder of Faster Save Lives, which is the school safety response program that Buckeye Firearms puts on on a regular basis throughout the year. He also co-founded Second Call Defense, which is a great Ohio-based uh, insurance company located in Westchester. And Sean is an attorney that specializes in uh, defending people relative to self-defense gun issues. And there aren't many attorneys who do that. So without further ado, we're going to go out to the phones and we're going to talk to Sean and uh, see what he can offer us this evening or this afternoon. Sean, are you with us? I sure am, Jeff, and thank you so much for having me on today. Sean, I'm glad you were able to uh, join the show today. Um, We only have a few weeks before we go on an extended break due to UD football, and I wanted to give our listeners an opportunity to get some information about a lot of topics that are hanging out there. And I want to start off with uh, legislation. Let's start off with Ohio. I know toward the end of last year, we were real excited about some proposed legislation uh, that was moving forward. And then uh, early this year, there were some modifications to legislation and there were some some issues relative to the Parkland, the fallout of the Parkland incident that weren't so favorable. And now it seems that everything's kind of at a standstill. Can you give us kind of a, um, a nutshell overview of where things are right now and what we can look forward to over the next several months into the end of 2018? Sure, I'd be happy to. What we're talking about is Terry Johnson, Representative Johnson's bill, House Bill 228, and we've heard so much about it because we've been talking about it for almost two years now. Uh, you're absolutely right. It kind of got derailed for a number of different reasons. Uh, Governor Kasich let it be known uh, early on in, in this last session that there wouldn't be any gun legislation passed for whatever reason. And then, uh, of course, Parkland happened, and people tried to, uh, to modify it and change it in a minute in a, in a number of different ways. And it was been moving forward. Uh, I was in Columbus probably a half dozen times for committee hearings. Things have been worked out. We had negotiated a lot of parts of this bill. It was a great bill. And uh, suddenly, we had the speaker's race problem. Uh, the House of Representatives could not choose a speaker, and it went probably all over a month. And during that time, there wasn't anything being done on the bills. And so all of a sudden, you had about a, a week left with, with over a 1,000 bills to get voted out and voted over to the Senate, and really that didn't happen. So House Bill 228 uh, is out of committee. It hasn't been, hasn't been given a, a full floor vote yet, but it's waiting and ready to go. And uh, uh, President Amhoff of, uh, of the Senate, he fully embraces the bill. It's ready to go. As soon as he gets it, he's going to pass it, he tells us. So we just got to wait. Again, we're going to be stuck in lame duck in November after the elections. Yeah. And then we'll get our legislation again. It's terribly frustrating, Sean, both at the uh, state level, which we're directly related uh, to here, and then at the national level, where we've got our 
are uh, people who we elect to go and get things done. They've now spent two years, in particular the last six to eight months, kind of in limbo doing nothing. It's very frustrating. You mentioned uh, something that was very favorable, that uh, the bill had a lot of positive things that were negotiated out, but yet the governor early on kind of threw a wrench in things when he said no uh, gun legislation would be passed. That was even before Parkland. What, uh, what do you think is motivating that particular response from the governor's office? Well, you know, he's never really been 100% our friend. Uh, the first piece of legislation he signed into law was restaurant carry, but he didn't pass. That wasn't passed when he was governor. That was a, a strict leftover. So he kind of begrudgingly signed that. I was there for the signing ceremony. And it's really been a fight uh, ever since Governor Kasich's been in to get legislation passed. I'm not sure why. He, yeah, Of course, he was largely responsible for the uh, the uh, 1994 assault weapons ban with Clinton. Uh, and then he came back into town, pledged that, that, that he would give us the support, and really he hasn't been that supportive. And I think after the, the presidential, I'm not sure what happened to him. I get his emails on a daily basis. He's running for office, and, and I won't be surprised if uh, he runs as a Democrat, the, the way yeah. uh, the emails read and everything he's doing. And certainly he hasn't been our friend, because think about this, Jeff. We've had a supermajority in the House and the Senate we can't get one piece of firearm legislation passed? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's extremely it's frustrating. Yeah, it's extremely frustrating. And you, you, you bring up so many good points. And I, too, feel that um, he's got uh, political intentions that are going to obviously go counter to things that we believe in. But when you have the supermajority and you have people willing to move forward and you have bills that have been kind of fought out and they were kind of weeded out and some good some good proposals are on the table ready to move forward, then you had, you know, obviously you had uh, uh, Las Vegas and then Parkland. And as is typically the case, Mass tragedy causes overreaction on many fronts and then you have total lockup standstill gridlock relative to moving legislation it doesn't look like we're going to get much here but i think it's safe to say that we need to be vigilant because i'm always leery of times like this because this is when the anti-gunners tend to be most active and try to sneak in with their agenda to try to maybe um realign or, or restructure wording or eliminate certain bills uh because they think people have forgotten about them and that's the danger of these laws between activity. Would you agree with that and maybe any other issues you have? Well, I agree with that 100%. And I've been at a lot of school board meetings uh, helping them to make decisions uh, what they're going to do with school security. And Michael Bloomberg and the Moms of Man Action have been showing up by the dozens. Uh, he, he, he's come across, I think, with he can't beat us in the legislature. He can't seem to win. And so now he, he's taking on certain pieces of legislation on a local level. For example... Uh, I'm, I'm co-counsel on the Columbus uh, BFA OFCC versus Columbus and lead counsel in uh, BFF versus OFCC versus Cincinnati. And all of a sudden, we get Bloomberg attorneys coming in on the other side, uh, acting pro hoc vitae, asking to get involved for the city of Cincinnati and Columbus. So he's spending money on them. I'm in Madison School Sean, let me just cl- let me interrupt you for a minute, just to clarify. That's in reference to proposed bump stock uh, um, out outlawing, correct? Is that what those two? Correct. Uh, yeah, the the bills both or the ordinances for Cincinnati and Columbus both ban bump stocks and trigger enhancers. And the city of Columbus went further and drafted new gun legislation to parallel uh, federal firearms legis- or, or, or laws dealing with uh, the minor misdemeanor domestic violence and and federal firearms disabilities also but that's what they're about and, and bloomberg you know got involved there and then madison school district butler county uh was a, an active killer there two years ago uh they decided to arm teachers it had been passed it was done and all of a sudden bloomberg hires an attorney out of columbus threatens to sue the school district and uh demands a public hearing which they had and uh, again bloomberg flies in people from florida uh, from parkland and had the room full of red-shirted moms demand actions who aren't even from the school district. Yeah. So that seems to be his new ploy. And, and I apologize to the listeners because over and over again, Jeff, both you and I have asked our, li- our listeners and the people that we have contact with to call our legislature to make sure our legislation get passed. They, they've dutifully done that over and over and over again, only to find out that nothing ever happens. So, Absolutely. But you're right. we gotta, we got to remember we can't we can't uh, be lulled into a false sense of security, even though we have the legislation ready to go. These people sneak in. Uh, 
when when things aren't in the session and strange things can happen. Yeah, they're they're very active behind the scenes. Relative to the bump stock issue, um, you know, we just got the release of the after action report after we waiting waited uh, you know multiple months in in Las Vegas, and we find that twelve of the guns, at least twelve of the guns, were bump stock adapted, and they fired uh, anywhere from sixty to hundred rounds a piece. But as far as we've been able to find out, that's the only incident where bump stock's been used in a criminal matter. The overwhelming majority, the thousands, the tens of thousands, have been produced have been used for recreational shooting purposes over the last uh, 10 to 15 years that they've been kind of uh, out there and all of a sudden we get overreaction around the country relative to bump stocks which is so common and here it struck home in Cincinnati and Columbus and obviously other states or other cities in the state are going to look um, look for guidance there and it just seemed to be totally unfounded is that what you're finding in in kind of the arguments that people are making against the prohibitions well what's kind of humorous if there is any anything funny in Cincinnati's ordinance, Cincinnati's ordinance specifically uh, mentions the tragedy in Las Vegas and bump stocks, and we got to keep it from happening here. Everybody, Jeff, as you know, they always, they, they always blame the firearm. You know, when, when someone kills somebody drunk driving, they don't blame the car. That's right. They blame the person. Yep. Uh, and, but as soon as someone uses a firearm, it's no longer the person at fault anymore. It's that evil tool that, yeah. that people choose, choose, choose to use. Yeah. And essentially what they did is they, they passed these ordinances uh, as a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, a lot of it was for political reasons, especially in Cincinnati. They wanted to get their name out there, yep. um, trying, to, trying to ban bump stocks. And purely in violation of, of Ohio's preemption law, and simply put, Ohio, Ohio preemption law is, is 9.68 of the Ohio Vice Code, and it states that there has to be uniform gun laws throughout the state of Ohio. We can't right. travel from city to city and wonder what the law is. And so preemption says the only law is the Ohio Vice Code. Right. Well, Columbus and Cincinnati violated preemption by, by changing gun law. Yep. Well, we're grateful that we have people like you that are kind of um, on the, the head of the spear taking care of situations like this. We're going to go ahead and uh, take our first break in just a few seconds, Sean. But if you'll stay on the line, there's a few other areas that I want to discuss. Um, we're so grateful to have you today. And I want our listeners to understand, if you have any questions or comments, call us here at 457-1290. We'd be more than glad to inter- engage you in dialogue. You're listening to Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Sim Trainer is the Dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility. Sim Trainer is a members-only facility featuring 10 individual shooting stalls and a mechanical target retrieval system. Their range is also climate controlled for your year-round comfort. Sim Trainer offers both pay-as-you-go and year-long individual and family memberships. They're also proud to offer reduced-rate memberships for law enforcement and military. Need training? Sim Trainer holds unique and innovative firearms training courses, including the award-winning first shots program a concealed carry course and an advanced five course handgun series sim trainer is open monday through sunday check the website sim-trainer.com to find out more or call 293-3914 sim trainer the dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility 2031 dryden road in moraine just across from dpnl online at sim-trainer.com now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Right now, all stock Fight Electric bulbs are on sale, plus 11% off. Save energy with Fight Electric dimmable LED vintage style bulbs. They last up to 10,000 hours. A two-pack is $5.33 after sale price and 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through August 11th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. America's oldest welding supply company is now open in Dayton. Family and veteran-owned since 1915. Indiana Oxygen has been serving southwestern Ohio for decades and are a top distributor for Miller, Lincoln, Aesop, and Hypertherm products. Using the most state-of-the-art equipment in the industry, they manufacture their own acetylene and specialty gases and have a fill plant in Cincinnati. Visit Indiana Oxygen, Dayton's newest gas and welding supply company at 3012 Production Court. Indiana Oxygen will treat you like family. Whether you're a young athlete, active adult, or weekend warrior, 
The Orthopedic Institute of Dayton is there when your body needs repair. Like a trusted friend you can rely on, OID has been providing care to patients in Dayton and surrounding communities since 1971 with services like sports medicine, spinal care, total joint replacement, hand, foot, and ankle, along with MRIs and physical therapy with a team of dedicated fellowship-trained physicians with you every step of the way. So remember, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton. To learn more, visit orthodayton.com. For today, we're looking at a chance for scattered showers and thunderstorms, but drier air moving in from the north. That's going to drop off the humidity. Today's high temperature, 82 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show, and if you want to get in on today's show, please call us at 457-1290. We're talking with Sean Maloney, uh, a leader at the Buckeye Firearms Association, co-founder of the Faster Saves Lives program. Uh, He's on the board of directors of uh, the NRA. In addition, he's a private attorney with uh, Second Call Defense, which we're going to talk about later in the second half of the hour, and he uh, specializes in uh, self-defense gun law. uh, Sean, uh, we were talking right before the break about legislation. You mentioned something relative to you had uh, a school district here in the state of Ohio, I think it was, poised or some school district poised to move forward with the faster training and the implementation of a safety program to protect students and staff, and yet um, uh, Mayor Bloomberg and or his attorneys intervened, and uh, now they've blocked uh, getting safe uh, protocols in place in the school district. Can you tell us just a little bit more about that? Yeah, they tried to slow things down, and the decision to, to implement a faster saves lives program and armed teachers and school personnel had already been made. Uh, the sheriff was 100% behind it, uh, Sheriff Rick Jones, local police officials. Think about it, the grassroots people who live in, and send their kids to Madison. They all approved it, and they all wanted it. And suddenly, uh, after the fact, uh, Michael Bloomberg was going on somehow. It's been on the news quite, news quite a bit. And uh, hired some attorneys from Columbus to demand a public hearing that people didn't get a chance to be heard. Well, I was there when their, their attorney showed up. She didn't understand Ohio law. She was citing the wrong part of Ohio law. And she didn't understand that when you discuss matters of school safety and school security, that has to be done in closed session because we can't let the bad guys know, Absolutely. You know how we're securing our kids. Yeah. And so they rode into town and, and, uh, and uh, st- stirred the pot that, that didn't need to be stirred and tried to interfere with what was going on. And uh, a week later, I'm in Hamilton School District uh, in Hamilton, Ohio, and, and they're still working through the, the decision-making process, and they showed up again. Uh, probably 30 to 40 people, moms of me in action, and like, like I said, most of them don't even live in the school district. And uh, starts causing problems. And Michael Bloomberg, from you know, ex-mayor of New York City, decides he wants to come in to Ohio and tell us how we want to protect our children in our school districts. Yeah, well, Sean, you know, that's preposterous. And we're so lucky to have uh, individuals like you kind of um, moving things forward in, in this direction. I know it's an obstacle, and it just shows how powerful and far-reaching his tentacles are and how far he will go to try to impose his will on people well outside of uh, places that he has um, influence over, but he's trying to extend his reach. And here we have, in the state of Ohio, two uh, uh, communities who have said, look, we recognize the fact that we can't afford armed guards on the premises but we're going to go ahead and train our staff, train our teachers, train civilians. I don't know exactly how extensive it was going to be, but we're going to take active measures to make our schools safer. And here he is. He complains on the one hand that guns are bad, but then he's going to block people from using guns in a good capacity to defend people um, from people who are using guns in a bad capacity. It just is, is totally uh, contradictory, and uh, but it just goes to show, as is typical of the mails, emails that they send out, they're misleading. You mentioned she didn't know the right areas of law to quote. Oftentimes the people get emails that don't uh, make a whole lot of sense, and an overwhelming majority of the cases are inaccurate in the information that they do report. They're trying to rep- uh, apply or, or appeal to the emotion of individuals with baseless um, claims that have no merit, but because they won't, they don't have the courage to show up and, and have debates with people like you and I, I on the radio and you in other forums, and even I in other forums, they just try to let their rhetoric kind of speak for them, and that's what they're relying on, just the emotion and the rhetoric to kind of push their agenda. 
you're correct, and, and they create their own facts and use their own data to do this. Whenever someone starts citing Brady to stop handgun violence, you know that that they're that they're stirring the pot and they're cooking the books and they're talking about numbers. They talk about the number of, of people that are killed with firearms. They're including the ten to fifteen thousand people that that Suicides. commit suicide with yep. firearms a year. Yep. And there, there's so many different ways they do this, but the, but the main part is is this is our community, our school district, our tax dollars, our kids. Why should you come in and try to dictate to us how we should protect our children and kids? It, Unfortunately for us, is, is he has an unlimited pocket. He, he's a man that, that uh, $20, $30, 40000000 million is a rounding error for him. You know, and, and Sean, here's the thing that I find to be... I find to be mysteriously absent is any presence in Chicago, the city with the most horrific, violent crime rates involving firearms. He's kind of steered away from because I think he feels he would be stepping on toes up there. But I was glad to see this last week, some of the leaders of the city and some of the other people who are looking to alternative solutions away from what the the Democrats have tried to impose over recent years. They're saying basically it's not the guns, it's other problems, and we need to focus our time and energy that way but i noticed is he is mysteriously absent from that debate unless you've heard something otherwise i've been following it pretty closely and i've not heard him issue a comment one way or another uh reference what's going on in chicago or many other big cities around the country instead he kind of pokes his nose and he has his uh, cronies poke, poke their noses into issues relevant to like what you're talking about madison middletown franklin and other communities uh, where he's just trying to rely on emotion to get people to promote his agenda well, you know, Jeff, you're so right. You think about what Rahm Emanuel, you're looking at the city of Chicago that's been 100% ran by the left and progressives. Uh, everything they've done has failed, and, and the people are getting sick and tired of it now. And uh, the president's gotten involved, and, and you're exactly right. Where best could Michael Bloomberg's $20 million check go to law enforcement to try to stop this? That would be a great way to do it. But he's silent. Now, his money's not present, and he's not present. And everybody tries to ignore that, and, and, and they'll hope it's going to go away. And when you're looking at weekends where 60, 70, and 80 people are being shot, and sometimes half that many are being killed with firearms, and yet nobody talks about it. Everybody has their head right. in the sand, and they, they think it's, it, 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 it's going away on its own. But right. finally, the residents of Chicago are starting to speak out also. That's exactly right. Are getting involved. That's exactly right. And we're going to go to our uh, break here at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that particular issue because I think it is relevant that they are mysteriously absent and non-committed to the problems that are really there. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about that issue and many. Again, you're listening to Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 2.30. I'm John Tisdale with a WHIO News Update or Top Story. It's a good idea to stay weather aware this afternoon with the chance of a pop-up shower. Rain chances sticking around this afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. At WHIO Triple T in traffic, looking at uh, pretty good driving conditions on the freeway. Uh, if you're going to be traveling on northbound 75 from the Montgomery County, Warren County line, that 12-mile trip will take about 11 minutes. Starting to see some wet driving conditions on I-70 along the Inglewood area along State Route 48 due to some rain falling. Let's uh, check in now with our top story here on this, uh, f- on this uh, Saturday. After a rainy Friday night for parts of the Miami Valley, we still have seen, we're still seeing some rain showers for parts of the valley today. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag says some good news is on the horizon. The humid trend has lasted quite some time, but thankfully a cold front moving into the region, lowering humidity into the afternoon hours and evening hours overnight tonight. Jesse will be back with a full forecast in just minutes with several outdoor events this weekend. This includes the Miami County Fair, concerts at the Levitt Pavilion. Listen to AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO for weather web updates all weekend long by downloading our free WHIO News app. We're following developing news out of Washington State. The NTSB is working with the FBI in its investigation of an incident in which an airline employee described by authorities as suicidal stole an empty Horizon airplane from the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport last night. NTSB's Deborah Eckrode says they will first look for the... uh, will will tell us what they will be first looking for. We're expecting to find the recorders um, 
Uh, we, we know where they're located in the aircraft. We just need to get out there, take a look at the wreckage, figure out where, where, where everything is, and then we can start digging into it. Airline officials say the employee who stole the plane is a 29-year-old ground service agent who worked for Horizon Airlines just a few moments ago. Alaska Airlines CEO Brad Tilden at a press conference made the, these remarks. We're working closely with the FBI, the NTSB, and the FAA to better understand the circumstances behind this incident. It is believed that that 29-year-old man was killed in the crash. Officials say the incident has no connection to terrorism. We're monitoring that press conference happening right now in Washington State, and you can watch it live on our website, whio.com. Under a federal indictment, New York Republican Congressman Chris Collins said today he will suspend his re-election bid. While Congressman Collins says he will suspend his re-election bid, the election laws in New York are rather complicated, and it could be the Republican will remain on the ballot in November even though he's under indictment for insider trading and lying to the FBI. A Washington correspondent, Jamie Dupree, more details on Jamie's blog on whio.com. We now know the name of the man who was killed in a shooting on Huron Avenue in Dayton. The man who was killed in in that shooting yesterday evening was Eddie Mack Jr. of Dayton. He was 57 years old. Now, we've been told this shooting happened just after 6 o'clock in the 300 block of Huron Avenue. WHO's Malik Perkins says no suspects have been identified. Police interviewed witnesses at the scene and says the gunman did fire multiple shots. Here's the exclusive WHIO Storm Center 7 forecast. A cold front is swinging through the region, giving us a chance for a few showers and storms. Towards the north, you'll see clarion skies move in, and by the time we get into the Dayton area, into the evening hours, we do have our share of clear skies moving in. High temperature for today, 82 degrees. Staying clear and quiet overnight, 62 degrees for the low, and into tomorrow, a chance for a few afternoon storms popping up. 83 degrees for the high temperature. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar showing a line of heavy rain in southern Butler County moving into the far western portions of Warren County into the far southern portions of that of that county. Also seeing some rain in northern Montgomery County along uh, I-70 and heading towards the I-75 interchange. Currently we have got uh, 74 degrees in Huber Heights, 73 degrees in Springfield, 74 degrees in Dayton at 234. If news breaks, we break in immediately. I'm John Tisdale on Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Make summer driving a pleasure with a vehicle you'll treasure. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale Chevrolet. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. <sighs> That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity. Made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com when it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. This is Clark Howard. If breaking news happens, we break in anytime.
Welcome back to the show, and we're so glad to have you here this afternoon. We have with us uh, on the radio uh, via telephone, Sean Maloney from the Buckeye Firearms Association, also co-founder of Second Call Defense. Uh, Sean, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about two things. First of all, uh, the current status of the industry is such that uh, this being an industry that doesn't have a lot of long, sustained, productive quarters, we're in kind of a lull as far as sales go, people coming to us. Um, we're, we're cautiously optimistic about what the fall and uh, winter is going to bring, uh, what we think is going to be a pretty significant upswing in the industry. But you've got your, you know, kind of, you're, you're involved in so many aspects of the industry. I just want to have you give our listeners your perspective. You know, you're outside the area, you're down from Westchester, greater Cincinnati area, but you get, I'm sure that you get input being affiliated with the, uh, the NRA all over the, the state, all over the country. Um, kind of the status of the industry at the present time. Well, you know, the, the industry, as you said, uh, it's hard for long-term growth. It seems like the patterns are and certainly like, uh, record gun sales when, sales when Obama was in office and then fearing uh, Hillary Clinton was going to win even greater gun sales and then the ramp up of inventory. Unfortunately, with a lot of the OEMs, uh, we've all heard about Remington's problems and they're filing, they filed bankruptcy to reorganize. And having friends, several friends that own stores and, and have their FFLs, I hang out with them on occasion. And now things, uh, uh, gun manufacturers are finally starting to realize that they need to do something to help move inventory. Right. Uh, so they're offering gift cards uh, and, and whatnot. But there, there's a lot of inventory there. Uh, sales are, are, are still steady. I don't. They certainly aren't what they were. Uh, and we just have to, uh, we have to make it through this because... Obviously, uh, when we lose one manufacturer, one major manufacturer, it's a huge blow, and it's it's a right. win for their side. Right. And, well, you know, and ammunition is finally starting to come back. So right. let's let's hope that uh, it just gets uh, stronger and then cheaper for us as consumers. Well, one of the issues relative to um, uh, wholesalers and retailers is some of the things that banks are doing relative to credit card processing, loans, and things of that nature. From the legal perspective, I know there's been litigation filed all over the country against financial institutions who are, I think, using discrimination uh, lending practices and putting unfair uh, restrictions on lending and credit card processing of people affiliated with the gun industry. Have you run across any matters related to that? Yeah, it was, you know, it's been quietly going on for a lot longer than you, than I realized. You may have realized yeah. that, uh, probably for seven to eight years. And, and now, uh, they really ramped it up. And especially since Parkland, you flat out had companies refusing to, to do banking business. And, and in fact, uh, Cuomo in, in New York, New York State, New York City, they, they flat out are aiming for the target on NRA's back. That's why they filed a right. lawsuit against the NRA and he's pledged to try to destroy the NRA. But, I mean, everybody from Bank of America to local banks, they're pulling out uh, the NRA uh, for everything from Enterprise Car Rental to Delta Airlines. They pull back various insurance companies dealing with things like Second Call Defense and its competitors. Insurance companies have backed out. Administrators have backed out. Uh, so they've, they've notched it up on another level. And you got to remember, with people with the money, with, with George Soros and Michael Bloomberg behind it, they can uh, they can shake up a banking industry because obviously they have a lot of money they can shift from place to place, and uh, there are lawsuits uh, uh, out there on it because think about it because you deal in a in a in a in a constitutionally protected area, and you deal with and sell firearms now you have banking banks and lending institutions that accept federal money, and get federal favors and assured by the federal government. Yeah. Now they're attacking uh, and trying to shut down FFLs and and firearms manufacturers using the banking system. Well, that, that's exactly what's you know, going on. The Second Amendment. And that's why I said I'm so glad that we have people like you, organizations you're affiliated with, and the people that you work with and among who are constantly watching what's going on because it's times like this when it seems like there's a lull. That's when the, the anti-gun community is working behind the scenes in so many different ways. And this issue involving financial uh, destruction is, is significant at all levels, whether it's manufacturers, distributors, uh, local retailers, ranges, whatever the case might be, it could be devastating. And I, like you, am hopeful that we can endure, 
that um, rational minds and reasonableness and uh, a few uh, one uh, lawsuits is, is going to work in our favor. Um, I just heard last night something that just uh, took me that there were interviewers on the, the streets of uh, maybe New York City or somewhere where they were asking questions about is it uh, who's more dangerous to uh, society, the NRA or MS-13? And the majority of the people, believe it or not, were saying the NRA. And when asked why, they said, well, you know all the things. They're responsible for all those shootings. There's just so much minf- misinformation distributed out there and so much um, uh, emotion that they're they're moving on. Uh, and many of these people are getting the the microphones of some of the people in the media who are promoting, obviously, a, a particular agenda. Um, it's damaging. And, and we just have to constantly be weird of what's going on in those areas and and continue to fight and we're so grateful that we have people like you and organizations that you're affiliated with that kind of carry the torch but it's up to all of us because we're the nra and i know you've said this and people say up there the nra are are a bunch of terrorists well they're basically calling us terrorists we're not terrorists we're law-abiding uh tax uh, paying productive members of society who just happen to like guns and god and our country and and all the other good things and the op the the opposition tends to paint a different picture you know you're so right and the biggest part seems to be education you'd be surprised the things i hear people saying no probably you wouldn't at uh, public halls, at school board meetings, uh, or, or any number of different places where they're talking about firearms and they're talking about statistics. They really don't understand any of the issues and they have no clue. Uh, and it, it's, maybe it's our fault because we don't educate. That's why you look at it, there's probably an estimated 150 to 175 million households in America with guns, 400 million firearms. So all of us out there and everybody listening, we got to start talking to our friends. We, we all know people that, that maybe they don't, uh, they may not own a firearm, but certainly they don't want to begrudge us for doing it. But there's, all, there's other people that out there that don't understand why we do. And that's where the education needs to come from. We need to talk about the tyranny of government and why our government has lasted this long uh, and the freedoms that we have because of the Second Amendment. And even more, you know, I, and the ability to protect ourselves, that's a God-given right to, to, to protect our precious gift of life and the gift of our, our family members, our sons, our daughters, and our, and our spouses. Well, you know, that's what all it comes down to. Absolutely. And trying to, if anybody has a sound mind at all and they pay attention to what's been going on over the last eight to 10 years, they can see how quickly a government can turn tyrannical and they could turn things upside down in a country even like the United States. I mean, people who would have thought that we'd be mired in the muck of an investigation relative to how the last election was uh, uh, conducted and some of the horrific things that were done behind the scenes to uh, spy on U.S. citizens, to um, uh, manufacture false information, currently trying to do anything they can to uh, uh, oust the current sitting president from office. Um, who would have thought you know, 15, 20 years ago, I know I wouldn't have, that they'd be at this point where so much is exposed and so much is obvious, and then we've got the outright um, flagrant attack on the Second Amendment um, and, and and other amendments for that matter. That matter, you know, uh, relative to Paul Manafort and you being an attorney, you may have a perspective. But what happened to Paul Manafort and his and uh, President Trump's attorney? The way their um, their their houses were raided, Fourth Amendment violations, Fourth Amendment issues come into play. The way the the IRS was used against. Uh, um, uh, 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 Republican uh, organizations, conservative organizations in past years, um, we're, we're at a tipping point. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. We are at a tipping point. And I, I'm hopeful that your listeners out there aren't, can't say w- with, a, with, a, w- with a closed heart that it's not going to happen in, in the United States or it can't happen here because it can happen here and it is happening here. And we have constitutional violations and corruption at the highest levels of our government right now. You're talking about what's going on with the, with the investigations, the, the, the act of lies about Trump to impeach a president, uh, to impede uh, life as we know it, really, and, and to break our system of justice and to break our system, of, uh, our, our legislative system. We can't get anything done. Right. So, yes, it can happen here. Yeah. And it, it's up to us uh, every, every morning the anti-gun people and the anti-Americans are getting out of bed, starting a new day to do something to, to, to interfere with our rights in some way. And so we have to pledge to ourselves and each other, make sure that we communicate, we talk to people, we use every opportunity we have as a teaching moment, and we don't give up. And we don't say, well, that's not going to happen here, because it, like you pointed out, it is happening here. And, uh, and, and it can quickly turn much, much worse. 
Absolutely. And so we have to make sure that that we constantly pay attention and we're vigilant, uh, vigilant because you know what? There are rights, and I think Ronald Reagan said that uh, you know our our freedom is you know freedoms are basically one generation away from this, the, the extinction, and they are absolutely and it's up to us now to stand up for our rights. Uh, uh, you know, we may not have to grab an, an M16 and go to war to fight for our rights. But we as Americans every day can fight for our rights by making sure there's no more legislation, there's no more fees, uh, and that, that we protect each other as citizens. Well, and we've talked all along in this show, and we've promoted that there's two main ways you can do that. You can provide financial support to the Buckeye Farms Association, the NRA, and other pro-gun, uh, the Ohioans for Concealed Carry, and other pro-gun organizations who are spearheading the charge to remain vigilant of the things that are going on. And then most importantly, we got a midterm election coming up, voting and getting other people out there to vote and not letting them be apathetic and kind of uh, disconcerned because, as you said, we got to create the dialogue, we got to educate, we got to let these people know what's on the line. Uh, people think, I know traditionally people think midterm election, no big deal. I got my president there. I'm good to go. This is substantial. And I can't remember in my lifetime a midterm election. Maybe you can, but I can't remember being one being more consequential than the one that's coming up in two months um, or two and a half months. It's, it it's very significant. It, it, it's, it's, it, again, it's one of the most important ones in our lifetime. And you have to realize something. Look what happened in the 12th congressional district outside of Columbus. Heavily Republican, but because... For whatever reason, Republicans really didn't get off the couch again. You know, it's a percentage point victory if it stands. Right. And that's what seems to happen over and over again. It takes something to get us motivated and get us off the couch in the midterms. We've got to remember, folks, we have a Supreme Court appointment that needs to be made right now. Absolutely. It's going to define that who we are for generations, our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids. We have to make sure that, that and this is going to get bad, that, that progressives are going to lose their minds. When, when they're going through these confirmation hearings, because this truly does swing the court. And you think the last round was bad, this round is going to be terrible. But it's up to us to at least vote. And if you're not registered to vote, I don't care if you're afraid of being on jury duty, you've got to register the vote, because if, if the right thinkers, even if just the pro-gun thinkers all voted, we would be unstoppable. Absolutely. Nobody, we, would, we would control the entire country. And so you know, our founding fathers gave us this wonderful thing called a vote. And we need to exercise that right to a vote because, you know, again, there's a lot of people, and I'm sure we all know somebody that died for our constitutional rights and our right to be able to go to the ballot box. And that's one of the easiest things we can do as Americans, but by far the most important. That's right. You know, Sean, we're about ready to go to our last break because we're heading into our last segment uh, of the show. And again, I just um, it's great that we only have, in essence, 37, 38 minutes to cover everything. And I appreciate you staying with us. And if you'll just stay with us for just a few more minutes in our wrap up, we're going to just give you a chance to make some final comments about some things. I know that we're constantly promoting the issue of people getting out and vote and being involved. Um, We want to make sure that people join the Buckeye Farms Association, join the NRA, support the NRA, upgrade your memberships, continue to contribute because they do great things. And we come back after the break. We're going to kind of wrap this up and uh, give some final direction to, to where we're at, where we're headed. You've been listening to Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic and our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, it's Larry Hanskin. You know, finding the right hire could be a daunting task, but it could be a whole lot easier if you begin with a search that's narrowed down to fit you, your job, your workplace, the kind of people you are looking for. And I'm talking about the people who are on LinkedIn. 70% of the U.S. workforce is there. Nine out of 10 LinkedIn members are open to new opportunities. So you can only reach them on LinkedIn. Your job gets in front of the right people, and that's why a new hire is made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn. LinkedIn, the best way to find the person who will help you grow your business. Hurry to LinkedIn.com slash WHIO and get $50 off your first job post now. That's LinkedIn.com slash WHIO to save $50. LinkedIn.com slash WHIO. Terms and conditions apply. Get your job out in front of the right people and get the right people for your job.
Hi folks, it's me again, and I'm cooking in the sun just like you are. But you know, you can still plant those trees and shrubs right now, and with proper watering, still gain a full summer's growth. We keep our garden center fully stocked all summer long with thousands of good, healthy trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials, and annuals, because we know that some folks just can't get it all done in the spring. Also this time of year, there are lots of bargains all over our six-acre nursery and greenhouses. We have potted rose bushes as low as $14.95, plats of annuals starting at $12.95, and hanging baskets as low as $6.95. We still have a great selection of rose of Sharon, boxwoods, hydrangeas, and barberry. So come out to 1309 Brant Pike, and remember we're open seven days. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Make summer driving a pleasure with a vehicle you'll treasure. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. Five Rivers Metro Park's Second Street Market is now open on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. through the end of December. This summer, you can enjoy fresh local produce from the outdoor farmer's market and then stop inside for delicious lunch options, artisan breads, cheeses, flowers, and homemade crafts from more than 40 different Dayton area vendors all weekend long. Plan your next visit at metroparks.org slash local food. If your loved one is unable to take medications on their own, or if they're losing weight from not eating, it's time for memory care at Symphony at Centerville. Our unique in-the-moment program engages your loved one and offers compassionate interaction. Symphony at Centerville. Call 999-2020. A cold front is swinging through the region, giving us a chance for a few showers and storms. Towards the north, you'll see clearing skies move in, and by the time we get into the Dayton area, into the evening hours, we do have our share of clear skies moving in. High temperature for today, 82 degrees. Staying clear and quiet overnight, 62 degrees for the low, and into tomorrow, a chance for a few afternoon storms popping up, 83 degrees for the high temperature. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show, the show that I consider to be the most informative 37 minutes in talk radio. Um, today we had with, have with us uh, Sean Maloney from the Buckeye Farms Association. Sean's also an attorney and co-founder of Second Call Defense, and he's an attorney that specializes in uh, self-defense, something that, Sean, I'm going to, on the radio, kind of put you on the spot. We're going to have a show about, I think it's the third week of September. It'll be our last show before the um, the break and before the election. And I'd like to know if um, if you could uh, at least look at your calendar, see if you can join us that day, and maybe we can talk about some things uh, moving into uh, that critical time in November. Would that be something oh, you'd be sure, interested in doing? To. Yeah, uh, what's the date of my calendar right now? I'll have to give you the date. I think it's the third week, the third Saturday in um, September, but I'll email you by the end of the weekend with the exact date. But um, I just think over the last, you know, like I say, it's the the most informative 37 minutes. In the first 32 minutes of the show, we were able to talk about everything from pending legislation, how things got kind of uh, log jammed. Um, We got talking about the anti-gun agenda and how they're trying to usurp the progress that we've made uh, over the last 20 to 30 years relative to gun rights. We talk about government corruption and uh, uh, the most significant thing I think we touched on and we talked about that I think is is critical is the confirmation of the next U.S. Supreme Court justice because I think that is going to solidify um, the values that we hold true to our heart for the rest of our lifetime. Oh, you're so right. And there's so many different issues 
that touch all of us that the Supreme Court is yet to rule on. I know there's a lot of things, a lot of pro-gun cases that uh, I often talk about, and I wonder why in the world hasn't the Supreme Court taken these up, the assault weapon uh, uh, rules and laws in, in states like Maryland, uh, and why there's different uh, conflicts throughout the state or throughout the United States when uh, district courts are in, in conflict. And I realize it's because uh, the presiding judge realizes that he doesn't have the votes. Right. And so this will give, give us the votes, and everything from uh, our freedom of religion and speech to, to our gun rights are, are at issues right now, so it's so important. And like we said, we'll have a much better handle. You have some great races in the Dayton area. I know you have some judges that are up for election, uh, and they're great uh, pro-gun judges and just great people. So there's the elections nationally and locally. Boy, if we get rid of Sherrod Brown. Wouldn't that be, oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah, Jim uh, Renacci would be a wonderful substitution right. for that man. Um, has, has the Buckeye Farms has Buckeye Farms already published their recommendations? Or are they going to wait until we get closer to the election to do that? No, the, there's some endorsements that we've already made, and certainly we're, we're behind Renacci. And as people get their surveys in that have have to be done uh, according to the bylaws, then they get they get rated. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do everything we can do to make sure we get the best government we possibly can. Um, right now, if we, I mean, the Senate, the United States Senate seats are just critical to our existence as, as a nation and, and as people, especially for the values that that, that you and I uh, hold hold dear. Right. Uh, you know, we're we're at a point in time in the history of this country where things have to be done. Uh, things have to be rescued and things have to be corrected before it's too late. And we have to have the best government to do that. And certainly. Uh, we we have some house cleaning to do. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. And I tell people all along that uh, it's organizations like Buckeye Farms Association, the, the Ohioans for Concealed Carry, the NRA, who are kind of out there keeping their fingers on the pulse of what's going on so that we can educate ourselves and then in turn we can educate other people because, as you mentioned early on in the show, that's so critical. We can't do it ourselves, although we are massive in numbers and we can, in fact, have a substantial impact on the upcoming midterms if we do what we're supposed to do, get the word out, get out and vote, and and make sure that we're voting for the right candidates. And we be multi-issue. We don't have to be one issue or just a couple issue. We're looking at the total picture, but we got to We have to get out. We got to be active. Sean, I want to just take the time here. We have a last minute or so to thank you for joining the show today. We're looking so much. Uh, we look so much forward to the contributions you make. We're so appreciative of what you do. I know you got a family. You got a life. You got other things to going on, but you still find the time to. Uh, keep uh, uh, track of things, and we appreciate it. And I'll give you a couple seconds just to kind of give us any last thoughts you might have. Well, I just, as a, uh, a Second Amendment advocate uh, for a long time, I got involved with local politics and decided that really there was one issue that, that I held dear more than anything else. And we can all do something. We have to remember that our constitutional rights are borderless. It doesn't matter from what state we're in, and we just have to make sure that that we make an effort to do whatever we can, whether it's uh, making phone calls, just writing a check, showing up at a fundraiser, showing up at a door-to-door. But remember, folks, we get the government we deserve. We put that government in there, and so really when things go bad, uh, we, we have ourselves to blame. Absolutely. We can't give up. Uh, we have Buckeye Farms Association and Ohioans for Concealed Carry. We're involved in lawsuits together, and it's great to have these two organizations working hand-in-hand. Sean? And we'll do everything we possibly can do for all the listeners. We're great to have that. We go on that note. You've been listening to Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.